Welcome back, everybody, to Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, I am the alienator Joel Reeves, and this is the Corona Cast. Uh, hey. Last time we had a podcast, I said this might be uh, not a every time thing, which is recording over Skype. But with self quarantining, it looks like you're getting two of these in a row, which sucks. But all the way from Covina, California, is Taylor Salem. Hey yo, how's it going, everybody? Hopefully, everybody's... and all the way from wherever the fuck in the San Fernando Valley, Lauren Sperling. Hi, friends. Somewhere, somewhere deep in the valley. Yeah, some, somewhere deep in the valley. Hey, guys, how's your uh, how's your self quarantine going? It's going. It's all right. Hanging in there, doing as good as as I can do, as we can do. You know. What's uh, what's your guys' personal experience been with uh, the old COVID nineteen? Like, as in, do we have it, or do we know people affected by it, or just how our quarantine has been? Yeah, have you had it? Are you dead from it yet? Yeah, I died. Damn, Taylor died and reborn. Yeah, no, I'm doing good. Just been, uh, just been chilling at home pretty much. You know, uh, unfortunately, I'm one of those people that lost uh, pretty much all my work due to this. But you know, obviously, it's it's for we'll the get to that. Yeah, it's, yeah, for yeah. The, it's for the greater good. So you know, just trying to make the best of the situation. And uh, like we were kind of talking about this beforehand, just you know, trying to be creative and and, and stay positive and and make it through these crazy times. Yeah, man. I'm going to pretend like I didn't tell you guys this story before we were recording the podcast. Um, but I, I think, I think I've already had it. I think yeah. I got, I think I got the Corona, the Rona as the we've Rona. been calling it. And, uh, I think I've already gotten better when I was in Europe, uh, at the end of February, I was like, I had like a cough and it was like, I was having trouble breathing and I was like sweating through my sheets at night. And I just thought it was like a gnarly combination of like hangover, smoking too much, like too many cigarettes and like coming down off of um, not drugs. And uh, so I kind of like dismissed it because all that time towards the end of February was like when people weren't really taking it very seriously. Yeah. Right. So I wasn't really paying attention to like what the symptoms were. And then like when it got really serious here, like a week or two ago, I like looked it up and I was like, oh, fuck, that's exactly how I felt while I was in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. So uh, I apologize to every pub okay, that I probably spread my germs to, but uh, I didn't know. I'm sorry. Angel City, baby. Angel City. No, I think I was better by yeah, then. Yeah, no, you definitely were. But it's yeah, just I was funny better because, by that point. It's just funny, though, because like you think about those situations where it's like, yo, we were all just like going about our lives, like pretending, not pretending, but like not realizing that like this shit is like silently spreading amongst all of us and just thinking about situations you know like that where it's like whoa it's just weird to me how much has changed you know uh, and how quickly it's changed in the even in the past two weeks it's kind of crazy dude hollywood is a fucking ghost town it's crazy yeah Mm -hmm. it's so weird it is uh yeah i mean thankfully i don't think i know anyone here who has been affected yet aside from maybe joel um, but I found out a friend of mine in the UK is like seven days in of symptoms. That's so, crazy. Yeah. So that kind of like hit, hit pretty close the other day. Um, I think he's okay, but just like, all right. Yeah. yeah this is real. This is weird. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. We're pretty, we're, we're pretty young. We're pretty spry. Not a lot of underlying health conditions. So aside from it being kind of annoying, uh, it didn't really do much for me. I was having trouble sleeping cause like the fever dreams were pretty gnarly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then like the trouble breathing, like I've had that experience before when I've just had like a really tight chest from like having like a bad cough. Um, yeah. But it was pretty Anxiety. bad this time. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, you know, like I said, I wasn't really thinking that's what it was at the time, but like looking back at it, I was like, it's probably what it was. Well, cause we didn't really know that it was a thing yeah, at yeah, that point. Exactly. It was like a week after that, that it started like blowing up. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. still don't know. That's the scary thing about this is, you know, we're just sort of like in the general sense, like just learning about, you know, what the hell this thing is. So it's like, man, yeah, we were not ready. Yeah. Well, you know what, guys? Uh, Taylor, why don't you roll me those sweet, smooth jams? Let's do it. Wooka wooka. We're ready, though. We're ready. <laughs> the virus, Look, America wasn't ready. Yeah, yeah. Look, this isn't a uh, this isn't a medical podcast. So let's, yeah, no, of course not. Let's, yeah. uh, look, I guess the positive of being uh, quarantined in your household is that you have plenty of time to watch televised media, right? So uh, we've been doing what we've been watching every podcast for a long time now, and I think it suits this podcast even better. So mm-hmm. what have you guys been watching? Uh, on, honestly, I've been in the middle of a move before this lockdown happened. So, um, uh, as far as watching things at home, that's been on hold for a couple of weeks. But since we last podcasted, I was on two very long flights and I watched a lot of things. Nice. <laughs> um, so I finally saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Nice. We have a whole okay. podcast about that if you guys want to go listen to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, didn't love it. Didn't hate it. Not my favorite Tarantino, but it was fine. Do you agree um, that it was far too long? Yeah, I think so. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely self-indulgent, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I saw Hobbs and Shaw. Oh God, I still Ooh, haven't seen nice. that. What did you think? It was uh it was pretty ridiculous. It was like, you know, everything you expect from the fast franchise, but I mean, it was great having Rock and Statham together. Mm. Um yeah. Uh Hi, I also watched Hunt for the Wilder People for the first time. Oh, nice. Oh, I'm surprised um, you haven't seen that yet. I know. I Well, I just, I don't know. I didn't really know where to get access to it for a while, and it was on the plane. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, I also rewatched JoJo, and I rewatched What We Do in the Shadows at one point, too. But, nice. um, but it was a typical Taika. Like, it's great. If you like any of his stuff, it's awesome. And it's a cool look into kind of New Zealand and yeah. kind of the more sort of the more aboriginal culture in, in some aspects of it. So that was yeah. fun. Um, and it's got the kid from uh, Deadpool. Yeah, I was just going to say um, Julian, Julian Dennison. Yeah. yeah. Very, very good in that movie. Yeah, he's just as hilarious. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to go through this fast because I have so much. Yeah, no um, I watched Judy also on the plane. Oh, yeah. That I thought that was great. Um, I was expecting it to cover more of her life than it did, um, but I am not surprised at all that Renee won the Oscar because she did a fantastic job in that. Um, and then in the similar vein, after I got home, I watched Fosse Verdon, um, which I'm mm. sure neither of you have watched. No, no, that's <laughs> I have not watched it, but my ex girlfriend uh, is a huge 
Fosse fan, so I was hearing all about it uh, yeah. right at the end of my relationship. So yeah, it's yeah. Um, Sam Rockwell and who in that again? And Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And Ia yeah. Cash is in it as well. I'm a big fan of of Ia Cash. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That was great. That was interesting because I don't like I. I'm a big Fosse fan, but I didn't know a lot of the story about their life and and their relationship and everything so that was really cool and they both did a fantastic job um in it and then what else uh i started watching gravity falls recently really liking that never watched it before and yesterday i started american horror story 1984 so soon i will be finally caught on ahs Nice. Yeah. Just real quick about Hobbs and Shaw. I was watching a uh, Mr. Sunday's movies. Shout out to that uh, YouTube channel and podcast. Um, and yeah, now this is just a fan theory, but in Hobbs and Shaw, I haven't seen it. So correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. He shows somebody like his garage and there's a Mini Cooper and he goes, oh, that's a car I had from a job in Italy which is supposedly a shout out to the Italian job when Jason Statham is in that movie. I think so. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. So that's really... Supposedly it's supposed to be the same character like in the future, which so dumb. I kind of like, shut up Taylor. I love it. It's so silly. No, I, just, I love it's it. Just, it's just, it's well, the thing is, is you haven't seen the movie. So like, it's just so funny that like, of course the movie, like, I think I remember that, but like, I don't know. I kind of tuned out in the third act of that movie. It's, it's so fucking long, dude. Yeah, yeah it was pretty long. It's it's like I mean it's 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 fun long, you know, especially if you're in the theater or whatever. But when you're at home, like I felt like when I was watching it, I was just like, okay, cool, yeah, this movie's almost over. Like this was fun, you know, like this is the the perfect like amount of this type of movie. And then it's like, nope, we're just at the end of the second act. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like it's like but, the return of the king of action movies. Kind of, kind of, but with less. I endings. mean, it has that epic battle too that I don't want to give away. Yeah, but yeah. that I was like. I didn't think it could get more ridiculous. Yeah, it's kind this of, is how they choose to fight. Yeah, it's kind of stupid. Like, <laughs> oh well, it's them on like the indigenous island, right? Against like yeah. the guns and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've seen. I mean, they showed that shit in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, but like the whole setup for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. absurd. It's kind of ridiculous. How although, you, although there's an actor that I know you love uh, in that movie that plays Me? a key role. Yeah, a key role in the third act, and I don't want to spoil who it is because it's. Oh, uh, just, it's just a I, I, I don't fucking Cliff care. Curtis. Oh no, shit, Cliff Curtis! I, I told you, dude. That's what I was I love, trying I to. Love Cliff Curtis, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. I realized I one more thing that I don't think I talked about on last yeah, podcast yeah. that I'm super proud of. Um, I got platinum in. A video game for the first time ever. Oh, Whoa, nice. shit. I've never done that. What what fucking game? <laughs> Both of the Harry Potter Lego games. Gee, of course you did. <laughs> Hell yeah. I did the same. I'm a someone huge... who's not a gamer. Yeah. Dude, I've never gotten platinum on any game. That's insane. Oh, dude. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a huge trophy horse, so I feel I, you on I that fucking, one. I fucking know you are. Yeah. I, it's hard to get a platinum because you have to get all the rest of them, obviously. But, um, but yeah. yeah, like the Lego games are easy to platinum because they're like fairly, you know, straightforward. It's just about collecting stuff. Sometimes, um, yeah. Sometimes, some I've, some of them are harder than others, but um, but yeah, there are certain games where, like, for instance, I'm playing GTA Five mm. on um on 360, but you know, obviously played it before. You remember Joel? Uh, I, I got remember. Ad, I remember uh, playing it at, at Krebs. Krebs, yeah, and um, 
and getting the platinum on that game takes like 120 150 hours you know what i mean um or See, like red, red dead redemption game. where it's like 100 hours just to like beat the game and then you know fuck so it's like stuff like that where it's like way freaking harder but i don't know just a weird yeah. anecdote i guess what have you been watching t not a whole lot to be honest um i've been playing more games than i have been actually watching stuff yeah but with that in mind, um, I did watch a few things. I saw this movie called Big Time Adolescence. Have you guys heard of this movie? That's the Pete Davidson film, Indeed right? Indeed, it is. It's oh, a yeah. new Hulu I was at it movie. Last night. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I heard him talk about it on Hot Ones. It's interesting. Um, it's very interesting. Um, it's got the kid from American Vandal in it. Um, oh, oh, no way! Cool. One of the uh, one of the kids who's like the detectives or whatever. I can't remember their names. I need to actually yeah, really yeah, yeah. watch that series because I love that show. Um, and yeah, they they have really great chemistry in the movie. I think the script is a little bit rough. Um, it's 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 well written, but like the story kind of um, ends pretty abruptly and kind of comes to a halt very quick. You know. Um, and but other than that, I really enjoyed it, and uh, definitely Pete Davidson is going to be a star uh, because he's really, really great in this movie. Damn, it's kind you, of like you the, think so? I think so. Um, it's a matter of how long it'll take, but you know he's already really popular, obviously. But like this yeah. is um, a a big breakout role for him, mm. in my opinion. Good for him. Also, uh, Machine Gun Kelly's in the movie, who I thought, God damn it! I know I was like, oh god, here we go again. But he's actually like not terrible in the movie he's very you entertaining i didn't hate him in bird box yeah it, i see i didn't i didn't i didn't really like him in that i i enjoyed him in the dirt the motley crew movie where he played Tommy yeah, Lee. yeah um and and in this movie he doesn't his character doesn't really have an arc but he's very funny and very enjoyable and entertaining in all the scenes he's in like he's just kind of being himself basically yeah um so yeah i mean it's I mean, I, is that kind of how Pete Davidson plays it or is it or kind is, of or is he, he's basically he playing, acting. Yeah, he's playing like a warped version of him, of himself. But I think his, gotcha. his acting is actually is, is very good, too, because his character is kind of uh, a bit of a manipulator. And I think that's kind of an understatement, but he's he's a manipulator yeah. in a certain respect. And um, I just yeah, I think he played it really well. And, and it was a really interesting um, character. But, yeah, I mean, he's basically like a stoner drug dealer type, you know? Yeah. Um, Hey man, I mean, there have been many Saturday Night Live comedians who have gone on to have really good acting careers. So yeah. who says that yeah. he can't do it as well? You know yeah, I mean? exactly. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know, things can always go south, but you know, he has yeah. shows some promise. That's for sure. Um, and then let's see. Uh, I think we talked. To, did we talk about Sonic on the last cast? I can't remember. We did not. Okay, so I that feel was... like you had just seen it. Yeah, maybe. I think I, I think I had. I think no, I, had... I it came out while I was in the UK. I think. Okay. No, I, it came out when I was in the UK, and I was there before you. Well, then we couldn't have talked about it. <laughs> no, but Taylor saw it early. He saw it like a few days before it came out, and when we podcasted mm. the night it came out here yeah, in the states. It, yeah, I think it. I think I, I might. We did, we, did, we did not podcast on Valentine's Day. Yeah, I can't remember. Either way, um, it's just funny. I was thinking about it, and like you know, with we'll obviously get to this. But with... sorry, we podcasted it the day before because I flew out on Valentine's Day. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so I had probably seen Sonic that that day on a Thursday screening because I remember um, Sarah came with me. So for I the sake of our listeners, we won't talk about it again. Yeah, no, no, no. But 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 I guess uh, I I just thought it was interesting that like you know with theaters closing for the foreseeable future and stuff like that, like the last movie I ended up seeing in theaters was Sonic. <laughs> Sonic. Like it's just really <laughs> ironic, you know what I mean? Um yeah. but but yeah, other than that, um you know, I've been watching some TV and stuff like that, but nothing truly notable. 
Um, so, but for the games I've been playing, I obviously jumped back in, jumped back into GTA Five. Um, also been playing this new Call of Duty game called Warzone, which is basically like Fortnite, Joel. Um, oh, but I've been like, playing. I've been playing Warzone. Yeah, so like Fortnite, but with uh, you know, obviously the Call of Duty uh, mechanics well, like and, and graphics PUBG. and stuff like that. It's, exactly. It's, yeah, it's, it's basically a ripoff of PUBG. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But you know, nevertheless, um, same style and and stuff like that. Uh, so I've been playing that. Um, a little bit just because that was a free game so that was nice and then um uh, also busted into some classics uh like i played uh, some banjo kazooie do you guys uh, remember yeah, okay. that game nice. Hell i yeah. that game uh growing up so i kind of they had it on the xbox 360 arcade or whatever so i i got that which was fun um so yeah i mean other than that i don't think there's really much that i've seen I'm trying to rack my brain right now but yeah i think that's pretty much it if, if something comes up i'll bring it up but yeah, dude, no pressure. It's not like it's not the main topic or anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, I the 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 last movie I saw before we all got shut in was Onward. Actually, uh, oh nice. I want yeah, to see that. I was able to check out Onward at the Vista Theater down here in uh, old Los Feliz, and uh, I fucking I loved it, guys. Nice. It was really it was really good. A friend of mine was like, "It's like." someone who dm'd a D campaign wrote this movie yeah that's what it looks and like i think i kind of underestimated how just true that was yeah. and uh the entire film is just a dungeons and dragons campaign the dungeons and dragons is like the main component of the movie but they call it by like a different name mm-hmm. yeah. like it's just a game that the main character's older brother plays mm-hmm. and that plays a huge factor into the entire film yeah. and i just uh you know i'm not the biggest animated film fan but you know i love the classics toy story uh, up you know the the really good films um and this is good this is going to be a animated classic in 20 years for sure it it, it was fun it was heartwarming it was funny um i laughed i almost cried it was it, it was really really good i enjoyed every second of it that's good to hear because I feel like uh, it had a really short campaign. Like I feel like it snuck yeah. up on me. I was like, "Oh, there's a new movie. Oh, it comes out in a month." Yeah, I hadn't. Why haven't really I been seen, hearing about this? Yeah, I hadn't really seen a trailer for it or any kind of marketing for it. I remember it from the Comic Con panel. That's really it. Um, yeah, I don't even remember that. Yeah, I just remember hearing about it at Comic Con, and that's pretty much the last time I had really seen anything huge about it. Um, yeah, but, you know there. Were, billboards around la and stuff but um i i had never really looked much further into it but you know my girl uh my girlfriend is in post-production for animation and she used to work at dreamworks and so she you know she, she loves all those those animated films and yeah so she really wanted to see it and i was like yeah dungeons and dragons sounds great and uh it turned out to be fucking amazing yeah right. well yeah. It also doesn't help that or i guess it doesn't hurt that uh that it has uh your boy tom holland in it it does have Tom Holland yeah. and Chris Pratt. It was really yeah, cool. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. How was the was chemistry really be- between them in the film? Oh, it, it was great. I yeah. could really see him being like his older brother in real life. Yeah, that's very apt. Yeah. And then uh, on the plane back from the same country that Lauren flew home from, I uh, I watched Toy Story 4 for the first time. Nice. Ah, I'm very curious right. your thoughts. Ah, I really I liked haven't it, seen man. it yet. Oh, okay. Man. Um, I didn't expect it to end that way, but yeah. it it was, uh, but just like how they ended three, it's just going to lead into like the next chapter of the mm. fucking 
storytelling. Totally. Like totally. we thought three was the end and then they came up with this story. Yeah. So they're going to be able to make a five for, for sure. Um, I liked it. You know, yeah. there's not much to say about it. I don't think that they would make a Toy Story movie if they thought it wasn't going to do well. So yeah. um, I don't think that they would waste the time to make a Toy Story movie if it was not going to be good. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so far they are four for four in yeah. my eyes at least totally yeah i mean they had a lot of production issues with this movie i'm not sure if you're aware but like they went through a lot of different versions of it to get to this and it's definitely like one it's an interesting movie um yeah i i still love forky so much you know what i mean like i can't wait for you to to see it lauren because i think you're gonna you're gonna fall in love with that character Um, so good tony i might try to watch it tonight we finally got our yeah, you should. You, up, you so really should. It's, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, Tony Hill is 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 really great as that character. Yeah, him um, and Tom Hanks have. It's just it's so fucking it's yeah. so fucking funny. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. and then I also so I started 1984 American Horror Story like a couple months ago. I saw the pilot mm-hmm. and I just didn't complete it. Um, and then I started re like I started continuing. Uh, like last week and I look I it started out and I I haven't even completed it yet so I I don't have a fully formed opinion of it but it started out as like really good campy b horror like Friday the 13th type type stuff mm-hmm. and then it just kind of took a weird like supernatural turn which like isn't the point of like like I didn't think that was the point of the season you, you know what I mean like it's supposed to just yeah. be like it's just supposed to be like 80s horror film and there's just like Again, I haven't completed the season, so I don't know if they lean or, or if they lean more heavy into this. But there's just like a scene where there's like some supernatural shit, and I was like, "That's not really why I'm watching this fucking season." Um, yeah, like, we're not watching the witch season again. Like, <laughs> well, why is this happening? I feel like uh, so I've only watched the first episode of yeah, yeah, yeah. so I don't know. I haven't gotten to that po- point yet. But yeah. I, you know, a few months ago finished all the seasons, and I feel like they always no matter what's going on, somehow throw some kind of supernatural yeah. or something That's leaning fair. towards or hinting at, like, just because they're trying to connect everything and blah, blah, blah. So I feel like it's more of the American Horror Story side coming through than, like, yeah. the season overarching theme. Yeah, I mean, and I can see that. And I, I don't I haven't fault gotten them there, so to connect all the seasons in that in that way through that overarching tone or whatever yeah Uh, but just for like a camp crystal lake style like slasher film it really kind of took me out of the 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 story of the season so um i'm gonna i mean i'm gonna complete it because i don't have anything else to do Um, (laughs) is it just to clarify joel is it more of like a false promise type of thing where it's like you thought you're getting one thing and they're actually giving you another or no 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 no. it is still very heavily like a slasher film um they're just they they like lean into the supernatural during one episode. And I was like, this is not okay. I was like, I don't really buy it. Um, Cause it's all pretty, it's all pretty much based in like reality at that point. You know, it's not like Jason where he's come back from the dead a bunch of times. It doesn't say, I wonder if it was like an homage to that though, but I I don't know. Um, (laughs) Cause it is just like a crazy dude in prison is like the bad guy. Yeah. Um, But you know, like I said, I'll complete it, but um, I'm not. It's not my favorite season so far, and I thought it would be just because I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, B or movie? What's up?" Um, but could could one say that there's there's gonna be carnage? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and then I started the second season of Killing Eve. Um, I was a huge fan of first season, so obviously I'm late on season two. But uh, you know, aside from 
this fucking life shutdown. I haven't had I I have too many things to watch, so I, I didn't have the time, and now all I have is time. So, yeah. <laughs> um, it's been really good. Sandra O oh is great. You know, I love Phoebe Waller Bridge, so her 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 like stamp on the show is very fucking obvious. Um, so yeah, it's it's great. I'm only two or three episodes into that, so. I guess I can report back after that's all done, but it's holding up the same tone from season one and the actions there, the humor's there, the it's shot. Well, you know, so I'm still a fan as I was at the beginning. Yeah. Is, is killing Eve. Uh, who produces that? Is it on? Amazon? It's on Hulu. Hulu. That's right. On Hulu, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Nice. And then I am also playing call of duty Warzone just because all my film friends have been playing that. And then, uh, I've been going back to Jedi Fallen Order because I never beat that, and mm. it's I'm really in, enjoying it. It's fun. I don't yeah. think I'm going to get fucking a platinum on it, but no. um, I'm pretty close to some trophies on Spider Man, so maybe I'll go back to that and try to get hey. something. Dude, those are those um, are those are fairly easy to get if you yeah. just put in the time. Yeah, the thing is, is like the fact that I have so many things to watch slash play. I had almost, you know, like there was no way I was going to get to do it all before the shutdown. Mm-hmm. And like now I have time to do like some of them, but not all of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I still have to pick and choose the things I'm going to do. Absolutely. Got to prioritize <laughs> shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I think that's I think that's it. Um, I'm going to watch Tiger King, I think, tonight. Everyone's been I, talking yeah, about it. I just heard about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll probably smoke some weed and watch Tiger King because I've heard it's bonkers. So. Sounds appropriate. Yeah, I may as well be high for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's it. So uh, I think maybe we can just talk about the entire... Well, no, before we talk about the shutdown of Hollywood, let's talk about some happier things. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Taylor, there were some there was some Star Wars casting news, wasn't there? Yeah, um, it was, uh, let's see, we've got, uh, I guess, what, earlier, was it earlier this week or last week? I can't even keep track of the days anymore. It was um, sometime during uh, the beginning of the quarantine and now. I can yes, that. exactly. I think it was um, uh, over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Slash Film broke the news that uh, that uh, Rosario Dawson has been cast as uh, Sokatana, I believe is how you pronounce it. Yeah. I yeah. actually have not seen The Clone Wars. I've seen like a couple episodes. So I'm familiar with the character in the general sense. But again, you know, not um, one of those people that, that absolutely loves the character and only because I haven't, uh, you know exposed to her so yeah well this yeah. is one of the characters that the fans have been clamoring for mm-hmm. since the clone wars yeah uh, was even yep. a show and yep. i think i think rosario dawson was campaigning to be the character even like a couple yeah, years I believe ago too. she was yeah and she was a big fan favorite too so yeah, yeah. And so like it never happened and now it did so that's pretty cool yeah. i'm a little confused time-wise as to how this plays out because she was only a couple years younger than anakin i think in the clone wars yeah and this takes place after return of the jedi no yep. this takes place yeah so like she should be I, I don't know she's an alien so i guess she doesn't have to age the same rate as everybody else yeah. but i think like time wise sense it's a little confusing but hey i'm not yeah. gonna look a gift horse in the mouth so yeah agreed. Uh, and, and again i'm not super familiar with the timeline but the, that was my first thought was like okay so this seems like interesting but but odd that they're you know um throwing her in the mandalorian i do think that you know if if uh, they were to do it or they are doing it that it would probably be a little bit older of a version of the character because she's pretty yeah. young in, in the show, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that would make sense if maybe she's like an older, like uh, maybe almost like an Obi-Wan type, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I can see that Something for sure. like that where she's more of a, 
um, what do you call it, a mentor than anything else. Right. I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Michael Bean. Bine. It's B-I-E-H-N. It's Michael yeah, Bean. Uh, yeah, yeah, the you know he's been in fucking all the eighties, man. He's been the Terminator. He's been in Aliens. He's been in the Abyss. Uh, he he's he's been cast as uh, another bounty hunter. So we're gonna yeah. get to see more bounty nice. hunter bounty hunter action. Absolutely. Um, in the next season, which you know I'm not even begin to speculate what it's gonna be about because I'm sure they're coming up with some crazy shit. Yeah, I I, I imagine that it's gonna be someone because they did also confirm that. Um, Gosh, what's his name? Uh, he was one of the bounty hunters in the se- in the first season. Um, oh my god, I'm totally blanking on his name. Bill. Um, Bill Burr. Bill, Bill Burr. Burr yeah. Thank you. Gosh, I don't know why I spaced on that. Uh, but Bill Burr was returning, so I imagine it'll be something like that, where he's kind of like playing a, one of those scruffy like h- human bounty hunters, maybe with like a kind yeah. of gray moral compass, if you will. Um, yeah. As you have when you're a bounty hunter. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of the the role the role he's played uh, for the most part. Anyways, is that that sort of type? So it you know it makes sense. Um, or he could be playing like a, maybe a Carl Weathers type too. You know, where he's maybe more of like a not necessarily a bounty hunter, um, but someone who's like uh, what do they call those guys who's handing out the the pucks and all that stuff involved in the trade yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm spacing on it. Uh, yeah, I mean it's interesting. He's basically like one of James Cameron's go-to guys. So um, I haven't really seen well, Michael Bean much well. recently. Actually, I think it's been about five or ten years since I've seen him in anything. But we'll see. I don't know. Could be interesting. Yeah, I don't. Is there fucking? Is there any huge other news, or should we just get into fucking? I mean, there's certain things that you know will will come up. I think a lot of the news recently has just been like the postponement of uh, you know at least movies and but also in a more general sense too yeah yeah so the coronavirus has really has really hit hollywood in a hard way guys um we were a lot of the union shows started shutting down for uh two weeks uh in the beginning yeah. And everyone was like, oh, this isn't going to be so bad. And the non-union world was like still rolling on. I was shooting like a Gillette commercial. I was doing, yeah, stuff, I was doing like, stuff too. Yeah. And then when the union shows were like, oh, this is actually going to be more than two weeks. It'll be at least two months. Then um, everything kind of quickly grinded to a halt. Like if you put your car in park while you were driving on the freeway. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not fun. So a lot of us in the, in the, in the entertainment industry are... Uh, 100% completely out of work right now. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, and it's coming like directly at a slow season too, which is not the best time for this to happen to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been interesting to see everything kind of slowly trickle out, not just like film and television because like obviously we got put on lockdown in Los Angeles, but you know, friends who were on tour, friends who've been on cruise ships, dif- the ways that the different portions of the entertainment industry are handling it has been very interesting to see that as well yeah it is it is crazy but i guess the main the main thing before we talk about like the movies that got pushed i would say this is really kind of changing the way that uh distribution distribution is happening yeah Yeah. like uh as i was talking about seeing onward they released it on digital only two weeks after it hit theaters which is Mm -hmm. crazy yeah it's it's unheard of 
Yeah. Um, it's the cra- even crazier part is going to be on Disney Plus on April 4th, I think, which is like le- pretty much a month after its release in theaters. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking well, crazy. And I saw today, speaking of the Disney Plus stuff, like Frozen 2 went VOD for purchase and was supposed to go to Disney Plus April 1st. They've already launched it on April- on Disney Plus now. So they moved that up. Yeah. Even. So it's yeah. it's quickly changing. Mm-hmm even faster than, than yeah. we thought. And also yes. very interesting that Universal was first to drop its new releases to VOD before Disney. Yeah. Yeah, with like all, the but... Invisible and... Or yeah, Invisible, Invisible Man. Invisible <laughs> Man and uh, The Hunt and things and like that. Trolls World Tour. Totally. Yeah, totally. yeah. And I think I think this is definitely like a more nuanced conversation than we're, than we're giving it credit to because like for... Cause it, it, so, like, obviously, like Joel mentioned, you know, this is we're basically witnessing the changing of the guard um, mm-hmm. of, for Hollywood in a certain respect. Um, the way things are done, the way things will be distributed, like there's a lot of things that are going to change. You know what I mean? And I think that goes for the more general sense of the world, too. Like we're witnessing a moment in history, essentially, like we're a part of it. You know what I mean? Which is kind of wild to think about. But, um, you know, I think that distribution is definitely one of the things that's going to change the most drastically. And and it's interesting because for the last 10 years, whether we've been fighting against or for it or not, we've been kind of pushing towards that model anyways with streaming and VOD and, and, you know, obviously the rise of Netflix as a, basically a studio in 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 and of themselves now. Um, So there's, you know, a lot of things have been pointing towards that way. And it's just interesting how this is really sort of uh pushing forward that that sort of um distribution model it's just almost you know like it's just shortening the timeline until we get there in in a certain respect i'm trying to find the right word for it but i can't but uh yeah just it's it's really interesting because i i don't know we i guess this is a this is this is a question for you guys but do you think like the theatrical distribution model is dead no and i would hope not because i I've just gotten so used to subscriptions services, you know, let's start with like the small things like Netflix, Hulu, things like that. But then even with things, seeing, seeing things in theater, you know, I jumped on the movie pass train and then I joined like the, the, uh, the AMC Stubbs a list, you know, I've jumped on that train. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay $20 per movie. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just not, I'm just not going to do it. So yeah. if it goes the way that every theater is, or, you know, or I'm sorry, every studio is going to release a movie for 20 bucks. Like I'm not spending a fucking $200 in a month to see the movies I want to see. So yeah. I think they might see this as like a positive for them, but like I, they're not like for right now in the quarantine, they're going to make the money. It'll do well. But once people can leave their houses again, this is not a sustainable way to w- release movies. I I don't think. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think the only way that it could potentially change to this model is if they just start releasing them to their own streaming services. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, paying paying $20 to watch a movie one time, like, no. At your house. At your house. Yeah, no. Um, I hope it doesn't. I, I, don't, I, I don't think it will either. Um, I think enough people... <laughs> As much as people don't necessarily respect it all the time, um, I think enough people still value that theatrical experience enough to have it come back. Especially if our first big releases back out of quarantine are things like Black Widow and like 
the fast franchise mm-hmm. and these big action blockbusters or or superhero blockbusters, people are going to clamor to see those in the theater because they always do. Yes. Um, because it's not the same at home. Absolutely. And, and, and yeah, it's it's really funny that you mentioned that because I couldn't agree more and and with you as well, Joel. And you know, my theory is that is that is that essentially like the theatrical market is basically just going to shrink. You know what yeah. I mean? So again, going back to the universal thing that you were talking about, Lauren, the reason why it's feasible for them to 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 put those movies on VOD, you know, maybe with the exception of Trolls World Tour, I don't know what the budget for that was, but it probably wasn't more than a hundred million. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like The Invisible Man, that movie cost nine million dollars. Yeah. Um, even if it didn't have a theatrical run, that is that is economically feasible to them for them to make a profit uh, with a budget that small with um, No Time to Die or Wonder Woman or Black Widow. These are 200, 220 to sometimes 250 million dollar movies before marketing. It's not feasible for them to put these movies on VOD. These movies oh, are meant to know. be to be viewed in a theater like you guys were hinting at. And so what I think we're we're witnessing is sort of uh, um a split between between that and a further widening gap between what is what is uh worthy of being brought to a theater and what is worthy of just going straight to streaming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's I just find that really interesting because is and that's part of the reason why I asked you guys that question is because as soon as the 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 dominoes started to fall sort of spe- so to speak in terms of the release date calendar and all these movies going to VOD uh, people were like, well, that's the death of, of, of theaters. That's the death of theatrical distribution. And it's like, no, it's, it's, if, if you compare it to like film itself, right? Like film is a niche medium, like the actual shooting of physical film itself, as opposed to people shooting digitally, you know what I mean? Um, and so I think that's kind of more of what we're looking at is where it's going to become more of a niche medium. Things probably won't change for us in LA. Um, because you know, it's the, cinema capital of the world in certain respects um and you know there's theaters everywhere and it's it's a movie going town but you also have to remember that a lot of these theaters that are closing and maybe in the midwest or smaller regions uh, of the country but you know the world as well uh they might not be able to come out of, of of this you know what i mean losing two months in profits they might close you know what i mean and yeah. It might be to get to the point where only in big cities we uh, we're, we're only able to see a, a big movie like Black Widow or Wonder Woman or whatever in, in a big city, you know. Yeah. So it's it's fascinating yeah. to watch that um, sort of unfold, you know. I mean, well, let me, like an art house type. Yeah, and let me change my stance on that. If I lived in fucking uh, Wyoming mm-hmm. and my rent was six hundred dollars for a three bedroom apartment, I could spend twenty dollars yeah. on a movie. So if Black Widow is only released to VOD to certain people, a part mm-hmm. of the country, because they can't drive two hours to a main city, I would pay that price. Yeah. But my rent is not that cheap and I totally. fucking live in L.A. So uh, I think that has a lot to do with how much you're going to pay for a movie or a subscription service or how yeah. much you go to the theaters, so on and so forth. Well, and, you'll, um, you know, you also have to remember, too, that this might change. Prices are the way they are now in, 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 a, in a good film economy, but if theaters close and times become tough, like it may where may, may very well be like, end up becoming $40 for, to go see a movie in a theater, especially if it comes more niche, like hopefully that wouldn't be the case, yeah. but that could very well be, you know, a potential reality, um, depending on how, you know, the industry reacts and how things end up shaking out. So honestly, I feel like what might happen before that though, is the, the mom and pop theaters might close, but yeah. things like AMC, they're, yeah. they're going to be fine. I think, you know, I think we'll still have, they might close some of their locations, yeah. but 
I think they'll still be going strong enough that things can kind of go back to the way they were in that sense as far as operations there you know not on the not on the distribution side of it but at least like yeah. the movie going experience yeah as far as some of the is closing maybe burbank uh mall won't have three fucking theaters <laughs> in it anymore yeah why do you have three fucking theaters in one mall yeah well, I mean, the, technically, they're in three different malls, just within two blocks of each. Other. Oh my god, it's so, <laughs> so that's why. fucking ridiculous. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, for instance, I have two AMC's within like five miles of me, and it's yeah. like there's no reason. I mean, it's a, you know, it's obviously two different communities entirely, but still, it just seems like overkill. Um, so yeah, no, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think we're you know definitely going to see changes, and it's just a matter of uh, you know seeing how things shake out. But there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of sort of scary potential for us in in the industry um you know i think honestly though after all this there's going to be a boom in movie going and a boom yeah. in, in people getting out and doing public things you know that might take a while that might take a little longer than we're expecting but once we get to that point that will probably end up being the case well god damn i hope there's a boom in commercial making because i need the money well yeah, right. so that's something i uh i'm in a, a career coaching class um and uh for the industry and that's something that we've been talking a lot amongst our group and some other groups that we've been talking with is that you know right now a there are some things that are still happening there are commercials that are still being shot voiceover is still going pretty strong like you know it hasn't changed much from what it normally is this time of year so like that's some positives um for at least the entertainment entertainer side of it um but also yeah i mean think about what are people doing right now they're watching netflix they're watching who like they're mm-hmm. watching everything yeah. so when you know like you said it might take a little bit of time people getting mm-hmm. back on their feet financially yeah. but that's exactly what's going to happen so for us yeah. you know it's just kind of hunkering down getting prepared to jump on or create that work like yeah. i know taylor we were talking about earlier like we've been working on different things different projects that we've been trying to get up and shooting Mm -hmm. so you know we just have to keep pushing forward on those in whatever capacity we can from home so that as soon as this quarantine is lifted we can go out and shoot tomorrow like obviously not tomorrow but a month month from now whatever it is yeah no seriously Um, and yeah it's 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 interesting because um you mentioned that because i've been thinking about that a lot lately especially in terms of streaming being more popular than ever and content viewing being especially like right now you know in the very current immediate moment um and the irony of the fact that the entire film industry basically got shut down and the stuff we're making is the stuff that's basically holding everybody over i mean obviously video games are a big element of that too but i just find the irony of that like so so interesting you know what i mean like obviously the you know even if we didn't the the industry shut down for six months and no new projects you know went back into production or anything there would obviously be content still coming out because there's a pipeline but it also raises the question like how is this going to change the sort of timeline of release dates and pipelines like for instance like the batman is uh production's on hold on that right now and matt reeves was saying you know depending on how long this goes on we might have to push our release date yeah. Um, so it's going to yeah. be interesting again to see that domino effect of how this plays out. Yeah. I mean, and there are uh, certain aspects of production that can still happen. Like if you're a big fan of uh, the animated content, that's still coming out. Um, yeah. 
I know that a lot of those studios are just sending people to work from home and that's something that mm-hmm. you can do from home. Um, commercials so, too as well. I know people have booked like actors that have booked commercials that they're shooting in their own home. Right well, now. Those are going to make for some shitty commercials. I, I know, but it's still like work is still coming in. It's changing. Yeah. yeah. And as far as before we get into things that are currently shooting that are on hold, um, a lot of the big films that have been supposed to be released uh, very recently that have been pushed are big titles like No Time to Die, the new James Bond movie, A Quiet Place Part 2, Fast 9, mm-hmm. um, uh, Black Widow is a huge one. Um, so th- all of these films, um, I mean, look, if, you, if, it's, if it's already done shooting, right, how like are you actually worried about losing money because you're going to release the movie at some point, the same crowd's going to go and see it. You're not losing money. You're just postponing the money from when it comes in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it could go either way. Like I think they could very well lose profit if they put it on VOD right now. Yeah. Some of us are still going to go to theaters to see it, but we don't know like middle America. Are they going to, go see Black Widow again in theaters in in a year from now when it gets released if they saw it tomorrow like we don't we don't know well these same people that won't like won't buy it now will just wait for the theatrical release and go see it later yeah but i mean are you really not going to buy it right now if it comes out right now <laughs> that will be very just hard to wait to... <laughs> and see it in theaters like to make yeah. that choice something like black widow yeah i mean i don't know i Pro- I no, I probably wouldn't wait, but um, a but lot of people. Were the, a lot of people in probably the would. That, I don't know. I don't think so. I disagree. Yeah, I disagree. I think people would watch it now. I think we are in a group that would then also go out and watch it in the theater. I agree. Um, See, that that but, was going to be my answer is that I I would just watch it because I couldn't resist. But then I'd also I love that, especially for Marvel movies, they're perfect theatrical. Like you know, it's the perfect type of movie for a theatrical experience. And uh, yeah, so I would do both. But that's just me. Yeah, I mean, okay, but things like 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 Fast Nine, I'm not gonna like, I'm not buying that at my house. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. these things might be seen at a later date. You know, so like they're gonna lose a little bit of money, but I think in the end, when they get fi- like finally released to theaters, it's all gonna come out in a wash for them. I don't think they'll be too screwed. Whereas, like you were saying, Taylor, like the Batman's been put on hold. I'm sure they've booked locations. I'm sure they've booked, you know, they've they've booked, you know, things. They've yeah. they've spent the money already, and uh, it's a waste. I think these kinds of productions, things like the Matrix Four, oh yeah, and, that's a big one. Yeah, the Batman and the Matrix 4s, uh, Jurassic World Dominion. I feel like these are the films, or like Mission Impossible 7. Mm-hmm. These are the films that have already spent money because they're in production and they're not going to get to use those resources. These are the big films that are losing money. And is that going to affect the final product? Or are they just going to pump more money into it and hope that they make it back? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's tough. Um it's going to be, it's definitely putting them in a, like, okay, so Hollywood ac- accounting and bookkeeping is all as shady as fuck anyways, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, that's obviously an element. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think the only way is, is to, is to do exactly what you're talking about, because if you've already invested money in it, and it's, you know, 
even if you, you lose 30% of your investment, it's still better to follow through with that instead of, you know, just c- sort of cutting the rope. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's going to be tough. And then again, I think that's why it's so many unknowns and it's going to be so interesting to see how some of these productions handle this and, and how it, um, how it affects these, these movies, the, especially the ones that are still, you know, obviously being made and stuff. Um, I don't know if I necessarily have an answer to that though, you know? Yeah. It's all, I mean, it's all speculation, but I feel like, uh, I feel like it's, it's, it's dead. It's definitely tougher for the people who have to suspend production than I think it is for the people that just have to delay the release of a film yeah. that's already been made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, and then guys, and then there's the saddest story <laughs> of all, which is the new mutants. This movie was finally going to be released, you guys, after what, the third the third release date? Something yeah. like that. This yeah. film was finally, what, a mere one month away from being released or some shit? Wasn't it supposed to come out in, like, April? Yeah. yeah. A mere two weeks away from being released, and it's been pushed now. It's been taken uh, off and- the slate, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no new release date has been set yet. Um, and it's just that movie could not catch a break, man. There's just highly unfortunate for them. Yeah, poor Josh Boone. This is a movie that I don't think was. This is a special case where I think they might make the same amount of money just releasing it to VOD as if they released it in theaters. Yeah. Um, I mean, and don't charge me twenty bucks. I'm not going to pay twenty bucks to see that fucking film, but. <laughs> Pay like nine ninety nine. Yeah, I'll pay ten bucks for New Mutants. Sure, yeah, I'll pay ten bucks to I'll pay ten bucks to own it. Yeah, you know I don't want to rent it for twenty. Fuck that. Um, I mean, I wonder if it'll get pushed to Disney Plus. Yeah, Since it was maybe. an acquisition anyway. I think it would be Hulu if anything, but I mean that's a very uh, real possibility. Yeah, sure. Going to streaming, you know what I mean? Same idea. Um, yeah. Well, even better because then it's free for me. I you know. Yeah, I'm okay with that, but it's just like some. I feel like we just have to band together and watch this movie for the sake of like it finally being seen by somebody yeah yeah Yeah. we've been talking about this movie for three years now i think very long time yeah (laughs) two three years something like that i just want to know what like happened on the set that somehow it got cursed to the way it has (sighs) yes somebody really (laughs) pissed off the wrong that'd be a great short film of just someone like some like a like what do you call it? like a like a witch doctor or something like that like just goes onto the new mutant set and like hexes like the director or something like that yeah, yeah. um i don't know hexes oh, the script. wonder woman 84 got pushed as well yeah. um that was a smart move i mean yeah. it got pushed to august i feel like that's like kind of if a little bit soon yeah. if yeah. we're even if we're even back by then is exactly the, is the problem. Yep. Um, and then just like from a creative standpoint, I've been thinking like people, people change the way they do things in their career based on like time and you know, the way they view things differently. And like, if you're going in and you're shooting a movie and you're on it for three months, you're in the groove, you're working the same way, you're shooting with the same lights, the same equipment, the same crew, you know, you have the same style yeah. If you have to put that on pause for four, five, six months and you come back, are you going to, like, how does that fuck with your creative process? Are you trying to shoot it the same way? Like, are you then forced to try to match something that you no longer, like, that's not your style anymore? Like, yeah. it, it's it's got to fuck with you in more ways than just financially. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Creatively, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, is that going to, like, fuck with a movie's final product because it's disjointed now because there's, like, two different films fighting against each other in the I, final cut? Or I think you're going to – part of it is you're going to see that, and then the other part of it is you're going to see movies that took the time to, like, say, okay, how can we make this better? Like, uh, yeah. Mich- Mission Impossible 6 is a perfect example of that, where when Tom yeah. Cruise broke his ankle – they basically took that six weeks to go in the editing room, do as much editing as they could and say, okay, what can we pick up? What do we need? What do we, you know, all that stuff. So, um, so, you know, I think it'll, it it, will see a, like a split between those two sort of opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. I mean, if if you leave, if you leave any producer with a script for too long, they're going to just fuck it. You know know what I mean? I know. So like how many of these films are just going to get tweaked to utter shit because, they just have the time to do so. Like the Batman script right now could be solid gold. It could be a 10 out of 10. We don't know how much is like WB is going to just sit there and just piss all over it before, you know, they get back to production. Yeah. Yeah. My hope is that they don't things that are already in production, uh, unless they know they need to work yeah. on them. Um, I hope they don't bother touching things like Batman that I've already started oh, shooting or whatever. Um, and instead, look to great what are our next products going to be after this and read the scripts and look at at and especially this actually could maybe be a a great thing for indie filmmaking because it might you know they might be looking now towards these smaller films and Mm -hmm. lower budget films to throw money at like we don't know that could be it could be a really cool opportunity when we come out of this absolutely and that's that's honestly that's as a filmmaker and like a person in the entertainment industry that's what i've been thinking about the last like week or two is like okay this is a complete a complete transformation we're going to see in the industry and like how essentially like how do you stay ahead of the curve right yeah like so how do you how do you not look at where we're at or where we're going in 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 the short term but you know more of more of looking at it in the long term and say okay what how are things going to change how are distribution models going to change how are uh, a content creator is going to adapt, you know, and yeah. even on basic sets, uh, set life day to day, you know what I mean? Like how are productions going to ch- like, there's a lot of stuff, you know, um, that, that is, that is going to happen as a result of this. And, and for me, it's just trying to, to figure out like, again, just staying ahead of the curve and trying to figure out where it's going as opposed to where it's at. Yeah. So what you're saying is, is you're writing a global pandemic movie right now. No, see, that's what, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what that's, everyone's that's, saying. Yeah. That's whatever. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. For me, I wanted to write something more that's more like, a, I mean, like, obviously, this is a complete tangent, but I wanted I, I was interested in writing something more about like more less about a pandemic and more about like. Like a tone poem on 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 like what people are going through, you know what I mean, because mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot of division happening, but a lot of people are coming together, too, you know, and I think that's like yeah. one of the beautiful things that, that may come out of this is, you know, we're more connected to one another and you know, obviously more, um, cognizant of, 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 uh, you know, our, our spaces, but the way we treat people and, and the way we act towards people. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully the, the we can, we can learn a lot from this and, and, and you know, in the more general sense, it's definitely a wake up call. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And that's it for this week on pop, pop, the medical podcast. Fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a man. I just like, and just on like a larger scale for, just i guess i'm just gonna address like the coronavirus like specifically yeah that sounded weird no like hey fuck you virus <laughs> um, gonna, you're gonna write the write the virus and tell how angry you are yeah. <laughs> you're listening corona fuck you yeah um, the virus not the beer though yeah yeah i like the beer um 
but it's like especially people on these sets you know all these all these films that are getting shut down there's i mean a lot of people who work in the entertainment industry in los angeles specifically are like bartenders or you know they're servers mm-hmm. and these restaurants have shut down the same as the as like the industry has and there's just i think if people if 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 the government uh doesn't solve this crisis soon like we're going to be there's going to be a much bit uh, there's going to be a larger problem than not having a movie to watch there's going to be yeah 20,000 more homeless people in the city which is yeah not feasible to support yeah. so um yeah. it's just a wild time man where it's like yeah. it's weird to like think about like ah we're living history but you're not thinking about it until like 20 years from now you're like fuck i was there yeah yeah I mean, yeah, it's 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 pretty pretty insane, and and you know, I think it's actually good that we're talking about this because, like, I think a lot of people are are thinking about this, and you know, like we're all turning to to each other to try to cope with what's happening, and and I, I like actually think it's important to talk about it, but um, but yeah, man, I mean, what's happening, like for instance, in Italy right now is like I don't know if you guys have seen any of that stuff. I don't want to get into the details because some people probably don't even want to know, but it's uh it's pretty horrifying, you know what I mean, and and the fact that we're on that trajectory is 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 pretty scary um, i don't think so, i don't think we're gonna ever get as bad as they got I, I they have not, but they have a much more densely populated yeah. uh batch of old people yeah they have uh <laughs> i read a statistic that they have the most generations living in one household out of the yeah. entire yeah. world yeah so like when you have your grandma and your great grandma and your great great grandma living in one house with like 10 other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's how you get 800 dead in 24 hours is like, you just have so many old people packed into like two square miles and they, you know, and if they all get sick, Um, I think we're a lot more spread out than that. We're going to get to, I think the same numbers just because we have more fucking people. Yes. But it's not going to be like as it sounds shitty to say like not as devastating because it's still the same amount of like deaths, but it's not like as like much of a punch to the, yeah. to the country as a whole. Absolutely. Yeah, no. And yeah. I, yeah, I agree. And, and the real concern is just the, 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 the sort of the medical aspect of it. You know what I mean? It's just the hospitals being overwhelmed and, you know, yeah. people who need treatment actually can't get it. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's what, you know, flattening the curve and, and all that stuff right. is about, but um, which is why we're doing a Skype cast, yeah, exactly, because we're exactly. responsible. Yep, and you know anybody anybody out there who may not be taking this seriously, like I honestly urge you um, just to do a little bit of research and and to 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 really try to understand what's happening. And and you know uh, we all have a part to play, and I think that's really important. Um, yeah, so, you know. I also a friend of mine posted today. Um, he was like, "Look, you know, some of you are thinking to yourself." Oh, I don't know anyone who uh, is immunocompromised, so yeah. it's fine if I go out. Yeah, you might not know they are, but I can guarantee you, you know people who are. Yeah, and you know people work very hard to hide those things. So or the person they may... you touch may know somebody. You know what I mean? Like right, yeah. like you. It's not just who you know immediately, and 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 who it's very obvious of like, oh yeah, my my mom has cancer, so mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not going to go see her right now. Yeah. But you don't know if. You know, your next door neighbor who you go and shake their hand, like mm-hmm. you don't know yeah. what they have. Yeah. How if that's gonna affect play, them. If you can play six degrees of Kevin Bacon, you can play six degrees of knowing <laughs> someone who could get killed from this virus. Yeah. It's true. Six degrees yeah. degrees of Rona transmission. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Um, I know okay, that's terrible. One final thought maybe on this is how crazy yeah. are the Oscars gonna be next year? Oh yeah. man. Dude, you guys, you guys know that um, 
that Sonic has a great chance to win Best Picture <laughs> with with everything that's happened. No, because films that have come out like The Hunt and you, 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 like there are films that I think are higher quality, but oh, yeah, yeah, the the pickings are going to be so slim. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Sonic's not going to win, but it very well could get nominated just because it was one of the only films released. This I know year. that's that's scary. yeah, that's the hilarious part. What do we have? We've got like so I saw Onward in theaters. The Hunt got a really quick release. Mm-hmm. Um, what else came out? You have stuff in, like, in the last like two months. January, I think of stuff like The Gentleman. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. What? There was another major release. Oh, was uh, that January Bad Boys Three. <laughs> Bad yeah. Boys Three could get a nod. It's sad when favorite. Bad Boys Three is one of the best movies I've seen this year oh, so far. <laughs> do you think that they go forward with the next Oscars and just have a really shitty slate, or do you think they just skip it? I think it depends how long it lasts because you have to remember oh, yeah. that the majority of Oscar movies get released in the in the fall and winter, anyways. True. So if, if for whatever reasons this somehow ends up going to November or December, you know which. Pray to fucking God it does not. But um, but you know if it, it, if it goes if, that long, I'm moving in with you too. Yeah. I can't. I can't <laughs> we're, we're just gonna get a communion going. We'll 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 start that. Uh, we'll start that speakeasy you were talking about, Joel. Yeah, I can't afford. I can't afford rent until the end of the year if I'm not working. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, hopefully we'll be able to phase back in. But the point being is that, you know, if a a bunch of uh, awards movies don't get released later this year, there could very well be a postponement, you know, of of that, too. But I have uh, have faith that there's – go ahead, Lauren. The Tony Awards just got postponed, which obviously that's, you know, sooner than the Oscars. But in the summer, right? uh, Yeah. it's Well, it's in the spring. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Like late spring, early summer. Yeah. Um, But – but yeah, so I mean, same thing with Tony's for the next year. Like, yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole like domino effect for that as well. Indeed, indeed. Well, guys, and the con, the con season, we've got. Oh, I don't want to talk first, about the it. The first con that got that got the chopping block was Emerald City Comic Con. Mm-hmm. They got they got canceled, and then things like South by Southwest got canceled. WonderCon Wonder canceled now, and it's really sad things like this where I was reading that. The people who put on South by don't know if they can even do next year without yeah. the profits from this year. Yeah. Like I they thought, might just shut down entirely. Yeah. I thought, oh, from from day to day profits because I I heard that um, with South by they have a clause in their ticket um, purchase that they don't have to refund you no matter the circumstances. Yeah. So people who have South by tickets for this year like aren't getting refunds. Last right. I heard. Probably already spent all that money on this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And you have to remember that a lot of the revenue right. doesn't come from tickets; it comes from ancillary um, yeah. sources. You yeah, know, like, that's why. Like that's what I was thinking. Oh yeah, and stuff like that. So yeah. you know, if yeah. there's no event to sponsor, then obviously you know you can't make that income, and that's just one of the many examples. But but yeah, I think it's. I think for me, uh, South by was the first one where it really made me take notice and say, "Whoa, okay, like this is." You know, yeah. this is pretty serious. And then when stuff yeah. like Disneyland um, closed, that's when it's like, okay, like that's, you know, I mean, Disney, this is the fourth time in the park's history that it's closed. Uh, it's the only time that all parks yeah. worldwide have been closed for exactly. more than 24 hours at the same time. Yep, exactly. And so, I like, mean, yeah. And Universal is now. Yep. That's something that personally, like, I. Yeah. My yeah. community has been hit really hard by is both of those closures. So that's been. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a different aspect to watch too. Yeah. I need this shit to calm down before July because WonderCon 
you you're, you're totally fun. expendable you're fun but you're expendable as fuck uh yeah. if we have to miss comic-con because of this shit i will yeah. jump off the marina marquee um in, into <laughs> into the bay so i'll be fine <laughs> yeah just to be dramatic <laughs> you gotta take a really long running start then to, yeah well to i'll bring i'll off. bring a bird scooter and i'll build a ramp <laughs> yeah there you go um but no, like Taylor and I can podcast on the outdoor bar, like play by play of Joel's shows. <laughs> live commentary. And he hit a yacht. He's dead. <laughs> and he cracked uh, his skull open. But yeah, I I can't imagine not going to Comic Con. Yeah. It would be I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. I mean, I hope it's not the possibility that, that ends up happening, but uh I think that like what yeah. timeline do you think we have until they? What's like the last possible moment that they can start canceling this uh, shit? Like how how far in advance? I think April. Fuck, that's no really one yeah. next I month. I mean, if you, if you look at the dominoes, like all the summer festivals are canceled already. So once everything else is canceled, like, and here's the other consideration too. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but they're using the convention center in San Diego to as a homeless shelter. Um, so that's going to take in, you know, Ooh. into effect as well. But you know, it's a and, great time for me to go be homeless in San Diego. Yeah. You guys later. <laughs> Can I just be at the the convention center for just like? Yeah. Can I lives in Hall H now? Yeah. yeah, you're just you're just like that. Uh, it kind of reminds me of like the button lady of Comic Con, right? <laughs> like you're you're like the old dude who's like Comic Con man, and you're just at the fucking convention center. I show like, up and they're like, okay, your bed's over in uh. BCF yeah. and I'm like you BCF I have a home in LA I'm going home see you guys yeah. later yeah, you're like no my home's Hall H motherfucker I didn't get Hall H I'm heading home yeah. see you guys later Wait, but I've been waiting for the wristband for four days guys yeah. come on yeah, exactly it'd be fucked up if they gave wristbands out still <laughs> oh, like, okay here's your homeless like we already had these made so yeah. <laughs> yeah well I think there's two big considerations with with Comic Con is, is talent right because if talent doesn't want to show yeah. up that's a huge like thing right there and then um you know, you also have uh, just the the sort of economic aspect of it. You know what I mean? Much like South by where it's like the part of the reason why they haven't canceled so far is because they're holding out that, you know, because Comic-Con is millions and millions of, of, of economic activity that, you know, is injected into um, into the San Diego economy. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's I can see their hesitation, but I just have a feeling that it's kind of inevitable at this point as much as i don't want to say that but i'm just think, i'm that's i'm prepared for that you know what i mean no for sure and i think the best case scenario though like yeah. in my dreams yes is that they don't cancel for some you know fucking miracle yeah and then there's a massive influx of people who have already canceled their flights because yeah. they're scared of things now mm-hmm. or yeah. they're too scared to fly in from other places so they cancel their flights yeah. and we get the first non-sold out non-super crowded comic-con in like six years that would be incredible yeah. that would be It'd incredible be awesome. Um, you know, especially that's a f- funny point that you make that though, because I hadn't really thought about like that. All the people that fly in and the airline yeah. industry is basically shut so down at people. this point. And if they're shut down in two or three months, even if restrictions lighten up, um, yeah. you know, that could very well impact uh, the show as well. Yeah, look, if you guys listen to this podcast and you're not from California, look, I love you, but stay the fuck home. Let me enjoy Comic-Con. Let's have not our- crowded for once. Look, yeah. I have a really nice hotel lined up this year. And if Comic-Con yeah, gets canceled when I have bullet. a good hotel, I'm going to be real sad. Write the book, do it for us. We'll Look, we'll we'll podcast about it. You're still going to get the experience. It'll be fine. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we'll give you guys the play-by-play. 
Yeah, even though we say that every year and then we don't do it. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll actually do it this We'll year. definitely do it this like, time, I swear. Yeah, 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 yeah. I swear. Well, no, because we won't have to wait in the Hall H line. Because oh, true. Because no one will be there, yeah. so we can podcast during yeah. that time. We'll, yes, we'll, have, time. we'll have more time because you won't be there. And we yeah. can podcast from the jacuzzi. Yeah, it'll be great. Ooh, that'll it'll be, be interesting. It'll be amazing. Uh, yeah, so I... Uh, that's going to be the saddest thing for me. I don't care about any of these movies or these yeah. festivals. Uh, that, that'll be the one that hits me the hardest, man. Yeah. It'll be tough, but hopefully look, I'll do it for the greater good of the people though. What? Go to Comic-Con or no, no, not, 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 oh. <laughs> not, not go to Comic-Con. Yeah. If it saves lives, you know, I guess I'll do my oh, part. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Cause I'm a hero. Dude, what are you talking about? You're not willing to sacrifice your grandma or grandpa for the good of the economy, man? Oh, yeah. That was a really stupid thing for Trump to say. Yeah. And people, I just, it we are not him, getting dude. into that. No, I know. It wasn't just him. It was a lot of fucking Republicans. Just, yeah, yeah. just people. And it was just like, what are you? Oh, yeah, no, I agree. I was more of a joke than anything else. Yeah. Um, uh, Taylor, what's our what's our current runtime? Uh, we're at about an hour and seven, almost eight minutes. Damn, this is going to be the shortest podcast I think we've ever done. No, it's good, though. It was a good discussion. I feel like we've had a nice conversation, and obviously, um, you know, there's a lot more to unfold as things go on, but uh, but I feel like we, we had a nice conversation about everything. Yeah, what makes our other podcast so fucking long? Do we just, there's just more bullshit? Tangents. Tangents. And yeah, lots of news, lots mm-hmm. of recaps. Yeah. Man. News well, and, and, you know, whether or not we actually review something. I would love to do, yeah. by the way, a review of uh, Invisible Man. I haven't seen that yet, and I've heard very I good things. Neither. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. Yeah. I'll check it out. I do like Blumhouse. Oh, They've yeah, been dude. doing some good stuff. So. Yeah, and it's Lee One L, man. I don't know if you guys saw Upgrade. I do like Lee One L. Um, well, I mean, Saw first and foremost. Well, of course, yeah. But he only wrote that. He directed and wrote yeah. Upgrade. So, um, Upgrade was dope. Yeah. I think I saw that one. It's, if it's um, the movie I'm thinking of, it's uh, with Logan Marshall. He's got the Green. robot in his brain, and he can fight kung fu. I'm looking it up because I need to see it. To see. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, do you guys want to watch Bloodshot on VOD? Oh, Absolutely yeah. Not. I saw that. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, I'm kind of interested. I don't want to pay. Again, I'll wait for streaming, but I'm kind of yeah. still really yeah. interested. I've heard the movie is awful, which is unfortunate because uh, I think we really like the trailer, if I remember correctly. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> so, yeah. What if I force you to watch it, Joel? What if I pay for you to watch it on VOD? All right, yeah, I'll watch it if you pay for it. All right, <laughs> we'll see. I'm not gonna fucking pay we'll for see. it. We can do a watch party. Yeah, yeah. dude, we should saying. do that. We should do a watch party of something. That'd, and, be, uh, that'd be fun. And recap yeah. it. Um, that'd be real fun. So, do we want to end on a little bit more of an exciting note Let's on like anything that we're excited to watch in this downtime that we're looking mm. forward to that we haven't seen yet? No, I think uh, a depressing note is the perfect thing to fucking. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like life, man. <laughs> um, um, I don't. I don't know. I'm excited for Comic-Con to still happen. How about that? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's tough to say because we honestly don't know what's coming besides what's already been announced on, on VOD, you know, for instance, which May releases or June even. Or anything you haven't had time to watch yeah, yet. Yeah, that yeah. You're and, watch um, I would say I would say uh, definitely want to catch up on Rick and Morty Season 4, which apparently isn't on Hulu, but it's on Adult Swim. So I got to catch up on that. Um, I really... What's that? It's that interesting. Oh, yeah, I know. I was like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to watch whatever comes whatever comes on. Honestly, I mean, we're at a point right now where it's like we're just looking for 
escapism you know what i mean so anything that, yeah. that, that really offers that i think is is a good thing for people um nothing really comes to mind though that because like all the theatrical stuff has been delayed and that's mostly what i pay attention to so yeah yeah i could i could make something up i could make up some bullshit answer but like we all just know i'm gonna watch buffy or angel again for the 12th time <laughs> yeah. so hey really you know what that. that brings you joy so yeah. that's fine how about we we petition our viewers who haven't seen it to to watch firefly that's a good one yeah Yo, okay so huge huge news for the cast i was well for me i was gonna I was going to wait till my outro to do this, but I've been uh, hired by a YouTube channel called Fan Theory TV. Yeah. Um, they're pretty cool. They uh, <laughs> they brought me on. They do a series called We Watch Whedon, and uh, they do reactions to episodes. They've been going through Buffy and Angel right now. Nice. And uh, meeting me, they were like, wow, you're way more suited to, to do this than us. <laughs> uh, but they weren't going to like make me take over their shows. So I sat in a room for two days and uh, watched a certain Joss Whedon show. And that'll be coming out, uh, I think, in July or August. But nice. uh, we watch Whedon. Uh, eh, you know me. I'm just going to. I I watched Firefly. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> well, I'm yeah, of course. I, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but it's me. So yeah. I'm going to say it anyway. Is uh is it like kind of like a commentary style thing where you're just sort of riffing on like what's whatever, you know, is obviously happening in each of you? Yeah. The so they took they took me, the uh, the Reddit, the resident Whedon expert, and they uh, paired me up with another host who had never seen Firefly before. Ooh. And uh, we just watched uh, the entire cool. thing and Serenity, the movie. Nice. We, uh, we watched them all in two days. It was fucking brutal. Yeah. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I hadn't seen the series I always fall back to Buffy and Angel, so yeah. I hadn't seen the series in maybe three or four or five years. Probably um, since we watched it. Maybe, yeah. yeah. So it was really fun to go back and recheck it out. It was fun to watch it with a newbie. It was yeah. fun to like give little tidbits of things that I knew, you know, the cameos that were coming up, things like that. Oh, yeah. It was really fun. So uh, if you follow this podcast, go check out Fan Theory TV. My shit's not coming out for another couple months, but yeah. they got a lot of fun things. Like we watch Whedon, we watch Westeros, which is game of thrones obviously um they do a lot of fun nerd content um cool. and you guys should check them out that's my shameless plug for the for the day cool yeah <laughs> absolutely man definitely it's awesome i'm excited yeah, to i'm excited definitely to see be, your, yeah i'll be pouring that out a lot more when it comes out but absolutely dude hell yeah man you'll definitely have to share a link and stuff when you can too we can uh you know put that down in the show notes so. Yeah, it'll be great. So sorry that you brought up Firefly and I had to jack that. No, no, no. Hey, man. That's the point. Point being is that you know, um, you know, this is the time to to for people to uh, to check out stuff they haven't. So you know, that's maybe my recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. What are you excited for, Lauren? Uh, I'm excited for what we do in the Sa- Shadow Season Two, mm-hmm. April fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Very true. Thankfully, yeah. that's you. thankfully that had already been filmed. I know. I know. I you know last year at comic-con when i found out it wasn't coming out till this year i was like ah that sucks now i'm like yay something new and exciting um but all of season one is on hulu so if you still haven't watched it after the many times i've talked about it on this podcast go watch it i still have i'll check it out i second that opinion yeah all right. Well, thank you everybody for listening to this covid cast of pop pop the pop (laughs) podcast uh 
My name is Joel Reeves. I'm the LA Nerd, and you can find me on the internet at uh, I'm the LA Nerd everywhere. Uh, I had a YouTube. I kind of here's the shitty thing about that, ladies and gentlemen, is I took a couple weeks break because I went to Europe, mm-hmm. and then I was like, man, you know, right when I get back, I'm gonna jump into it. And uh, when I got back, a quarantine hit, so they're not really releasing any new things or anything. I'm trying to rework it and figure out a way to get new content out. Maybe I'll start doing more reviews. Uh, even though they seem to be less popular than my trailer reactions. But uh, I'll try to get back into that YouTube stuff. But otherwise, uh, Instagram is where I post most of my shit. I post mad stories, so check those out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Fan Theory TV, come summertime. Uh, Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can always find me on Twitter.com, at Taylor Salen. Uh, you can also find me writing for Mandatory, at least for now. Um, you know, on, on uh, for the foreseeable future, we'll see AB5. I'm getting close to that limit, so you know, perfect timing on mm-hmm. that with with the Rona. But uh, but <laughs> sorry, I can't help myself. It's the stupidest <laughs> shit ever. The Rona. Um, I feel like that's like a wrestler name or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a, I don't know. But um, but yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me writing for Mandatory and uh, trying to write other stuff like screenplays and make stuff happen. So we'll see. Amen to that. Uh, Lauren, where do you dwell on the internet? I am at underscore Miss Pixie underscore on Instagram, really. That's mostly it. Sometimes Twitter. Maybe I'll start doing that again. Probably not. <laughs> it's, it's pretty Damn. much, it's pretty much, uh, uh, there's a lot of bullshit on Twitter right now. Yeah. The only problem is the freaking president's on Twitter. If the president wasn't on Twitter, it would be such a better place. That's true. <laughs> And if you have any opinions about what we've said on this uh, podcast, you can email us at I'm the LA nerd at gmail.com. Uh, what, what movie are you most upset about uh, being pushed? Is it black widow and why is it black widow? Because it's black widow. Uh, yeah. Email us there and we will try to get to your questions maybe in seven months from now when we podcast again, uh, just also, kidding. maybe if you have any suggestions on things we should be watching during this stay-at-home time, let yeah, us know we that have too. All the fucking time in the world, and until Anything next time, you want us to talk about? Yeah, let us know, and we'll and we'll get to it. And uh, yeah, for everybody and all the nerds around the world, we'll catch you guys later. Peace. Stay safe, people. Later, nerds.